listening to the two marks exclusively on the pod station. listeners to a new show brought to you by the two marks this time we are barking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the marvel cinematic universe hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experiences watching all 27 movies in chronological order this episode we are reviewing iron man 3 welcome to the marvel marathon and a little bit more now a word from our sponsors I just love to dance and it keeps me fit too from ballet to sensuous latin rhythms of salsa my toes don't stop tapping that's why i'm looking to healthcare options through my choice then i'll know my feet are in good hands that's the flexibility of my choice <laughs> let me introduce my friend and co-host mr mark pollard hello how are you i'm in trouble now you're both dead <laughs> They pay good money for that advert. That's you, buying our new equipment. Pollard, you are definitely dead. And Latham's going to come to the funeral and die too. I was predicting a divorce ceremony. I didn't know funeral was going to be first, defo, if I'm honest. Oh, defo. Why go with the, divorce? There is scope to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it has been placed with scope to be edited out, subject to how much trouble I may or may not have found myself in. In okay. fairness, tactically, you've only just got married. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of time to get that swept under the carpet. Uh-huh. The question is, do you want that left in or out? Leave it in. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you want to give some backstory to that? Well, would you like to give some backstory? It seems as though this is probably the last time listeners will ever hear from me. I mean, East is East, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you are definitely dead. Yeah. You are definitely dead. It, it, it gives him... It gives, you know, as a fellow thespian. Oh my god. He can relate. Well, right. I've never, I actually been Iron in Man Bollywood. 3, are we talking about? No, East is East, we're talking about. No, no, no. Iron Man 3. What did we think of the movie? Well, I thought East is East was a really eclectic mix of both Bollywood influences and quality acting. What did you think about You're East not LPD. I know. First of all, for benefit listeners, because it means nothing other than we're just giggling at each other. Backstory to this. Right. I was 14 years old at high school studying drama GCSE, and my teacher, because I was on cue to get an A star on my drama East Why does that not surprise me? We're auditioning for roles and my drama teacher put me forward. Clearly I didn't get the role. Thank God I didn't and my mother told my husband who had then shared it with you. Now the whole world knows it. There's only four listeners to this show. Thank you (laughs) mum. Yeah. I don't know why you're embarrassed about that. I mean, sure. this man makes a living from it over here. I, I know. He gets rejected on a daily basis. <laughs> I am marginalised every day. <laughs> that does make me sad. He has an agent, right, who sets up jobs for him that he gets rejected from. Okay. Peaky blinders. <laughs> Thanks, Killian. Yeah. So there you go, you see. Fine. You, you, you're like brethren. I brought you two closer together. Did you, though? Mm, like mm. the Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, okay, okay, we'll keep that in then. Great stuff. <laughs> so moving on to why we're here, which is not the Bollywood styley. I'm in so much trouble. Uh, <laughs> He's panicking. That's panic. This, this is me panicked. Why have you got the sweats now? Yeah. It's that massive gelé. It is, actually. That's coming off as yeah. Leathers dawned da, us da, with da, the, da, da, da. 
the heating. Yeah, for my benefit. Yeah. Do you want to explain ish why we're here? We are here to review Iron Man 3, as Latham has said in the intro. I am on a journey of discovery. Do you know what the title of this film it's is? It's a really slow journey. Iron Man 3. Well done. Oh, yeah. She's Got getting it. There. She's getting there. She knows the I know, title now. I know. I mean, yeah. we calculated at the beginning it was going to take us a while to get to the 20 or so movies, only to realise that they keep on adding movies on top of that. Added to the fact that we've had a couple of months hiatus whilst life got in the way. At this juncture, probably about 2050, when we'll actually be up to what is the current date. Yeah. Which is quite exciting, isn't it? By which time Marvel will have produced another 400 million. And our children will be taking over the show. You'll have to pass the baton, won't you, to the youngsters? basically. The Young Avengers. And you can just kidnap one off the street and that can be your surrogate. Well, if we're going with that, I've got a few already. All right, perfect. Yep. So I next, gen- next generation. Jolie. Oh. Are you going to make them audition as well? Seriously. <laughs> the death stare. For Diwali. Is um, that the right one? No. <laughs> I'm culturally appropriated there. Why don't you have that holiday as well? <laughs> right. Should we move on? Now Now I've thoroughly upset my wife and Latham has, well, he's upset everyone, but that's fine because Latham's Latham. He gets away with it, which I'd like to highlight is not an acceptable reason and therefore he should either be in the doghouse or I should be allowed in the same house that he's in. No. <laughs> but for the record, I'm not married. Yes, I know. So there you go. That speaks volumes. That's why he is in a different house to you. <laughs> However... <laughs> We have a film to discuss. Yes. It's Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. That's where we're up to in the yeah. time chronological viewing of the film. So we're not watching release, but time order. We've just come through Thor 2, The Dark World, and we're into this one. Do we want to get a rough gist of where we all stand on this film first? Sure. Do you want me to jump in? Well, you're the star of the show, love. Um... <laughs> Yes, love. Do you see what I did there? There's going to be a lot of loves going on oh, here. Oh, mate, I'm going to be shoveling. Everyone's, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just think of how many foot massages you're going to be getting. <laughs> a lifetime worth and more. Anyway, um, average. It was average. Average. How disappointed was I on this film? Which, obviously, Pollard already knows, because I was a bit like, really? Mm, two and a half hours of my life, I don't think I'm going to get back. And I love Iron Man, as you well know. Mm. This, for me, was a step too far in terms of how many movies can you make before it stops getting entertaining. And I think Iron Man 3 did it. Wow. I think every film suffers with the law of diminishing returns. However, I'm surprised by your response there. And I'm also surprised you stayed awake for two and a half hours. It was before my... Well, uh, bedtime and it was the second attempt at watching it yeah because okay. the first attempt was a big fail but anyway Why is that? I fell asleep I but we got there you're <laughs> not really like painting it. a really good picture of me in this narcolepsy uh... is nothing to be ashamed of <laughs> <laughs> It's a recognised medical condition. I might add that I do get up very early and that's why I go to bed early. And in fairness, if you didn't like the film, it makes all the more reason why you'd fall asleep during it. Yeah, okay. But we in the bed's not an excuse, although that is a medical (laughs) thing that's accepted these days. Fuck off. (laughs) Hey then, what about you? I can see why people would not like it. It didn't get as much loving as the other two did. I did actually like it because of the darker tone it took and that it took note of what had come from the outcome of Avengers. Avengers start from beginning. Yeah. Film assemble. Well, that's what they say. You say other things. <laughs> get so together. I get together and party. I quite like the fact that it went on a darker tone and brought in some other comic book story threads, mm. which for me gave it a bit more of an edgier. It wasn't all bants. That's why I didn't like it because I felt like I missed the bants and it was too dark for a Marvel film. Okay, although we have had darker films which we may not have seen yet. The tone of it, Tony's growing up. Mm. So you've gone through the first film and the second film where he's recognised he needs to make some life changes. 
and he needs to be a bit more mature. This for me was the movie that set in place completely where he was in his life and where he was headed for his story arc. I enjoyed it as much as the other two. Interesting. Maybe a bit more. Pollard. I mean, it's very unfortunate given how we've started this podcast that I now find myself siding with Latham. <laughs> on this I would much rather be siding with you but I like this film I understand what you say it was a much more violent film and you'll see this as you go through the Marvel movies going forward it can be darker but does still have that levity I mean there's lots of levity in this Phil Happy Hogan was great levity there were some really funny bits Pepper Potts and the Mandarin Tony Stark's relationship with the kid so there is loads of stuff throughout yes mm. and this is actually where Marvel managed to find their real rhythm where they can keep things really dark and really serious and explore real topics. So Tony Stark is suffering from PTSD because he strapped himself to a nuclear weapon, was about to disappear into space and just by sheer good fortune and nothing else managed to fall out of the sky and survive it and understandably now suffers from anxiety and stress and PTSD as a result of that experience. It's good that Marvel haven't just gone, oh yeah, he survived so I'm sure he'll be fine about it. Mm. And they properly explore it, they properly show he's finding it quite debilitating as a result but that doesn't stop him from doing the levity thing and one of the main criticisms I remember when this film came out was the absence of Iron Man they were very much banging on about well what's the point of watching an Iron Man film if he's not dressed as Iron Man again I don't feel that about this film I, I like the fact that yeah you got more Iron Man not least because you got to see him as Iron Man albeit without the suit but you do see enough of the suit and the technologies to still get that feel for it I just I, I liked it I, I, I really enjoyed it I would continue that thought with the fact that actually they didn't shy away from the PTSD issue but what they did do is delve deeper into the impact to people around him and what he does to protect himself so all he's doing is he's tinkering in his little workshop and he's making an army of Iron Man suits and because they're all attached to him through nanotechnology they appear when he has a nightmare Pepper Potts being his love interest they touch upon how that impacts her because obviously she is living in Tony's world who tends to be am I going to wake up in the middle of the night now with a, a, with a, nice a suit hanging yeah. over my head and the kitchen knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Mark 42 is at home for you. Oh, I don't know if a threat or a promise. <laughs> Because I, I got a lab I'm, on man. I'm, I'm definitely taking it as a threat right this second. Oh, I, got it, I got it as a fantasy thing. <laughs> I clearly didn't pick up that emotional I, note. I, I will be dressing defensively this evening. <laughs> Good. With your Hulk buster. <laughs> they touch upon that he's building he's tinkering and he's working away and he's the kind of guy who keeps everything inside he doesn't share things and yet he's got Pepper Potts who's his counterpart and counterpoint to his character and yet all he's doing is building suits building suits building suits keeping it internally and that's ruining him and then the kid is the conduit for him to release Break some out. of this mm. yeah and the kid's really important component to this film as is the main villain and then the sub-villain mm. leads into what I've been saying for a long time Tony Stark has a lot to answer for he mostly creates the villains in the MCU just a wonderful movie and I think too many fans forgot the comics can also be a little bit raw a little bit serious that's what I and, think was and that's what happened I think mm. all the fans went to the movies expecting Tony to be weeing in a suit and eating a donut in a donut, and that's not what happened. They peeled back. Like Picard in First Contact, he's got all of his full uniform on. By the end, he's in his underpants because he's gone through the battles. You have Tony Stark raw. Mm. It's Tony Stark. Secondary to that is the Iron Man, yeah. which is what Captain America says to him, is what are you without 
out of the suit. Mm. Yeah, and ironically, going forward, and we won't mention it specifically because it'd be spoilers, but there are films further down the line which are equally as dark and equally as serious with the same sort of levity parts thrown in. And no one, well, everyone thought they were amazing films. And I just think this was perhaps the first time that Marvel went, well, we can't always be funny, lighthearted. We are going to have to address serious stuff at some but point. But I think that's what I'm saying. I think I've got used to how lighthearted the films are and how enjoyable they are and how you can just watch it and lose yourself a little bit whereas I think this was a bit too serious okay. for me. I'm I very excited about it. this. There's going to be disagreement. I still oh, like is. Iron Man like. It's not like I'm Team oh, Cat just geez. to make that really clear. <laughs> My allegiance is still with Iron Man. I just didn't enjoy this film as much. As these films go on, I do worry about your marriage. (laughs) (laughs) The bone of contention. Well, one of the films coming up will be Civil War, and I kind of think there's one happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's brewing and bubbling and simmering. Right, should we go through chronologically through the film like we did last time? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at the beginning then. I mean, that sounds obvious. Yes. But with your notes-ish, we're all over the bleeding show. Well, for the record, we're going to be using my notes again. You've got notes. I'm surprised by that. Is this the new you? Well, no. What I generally do now is just record single sentences that remind me of the scenes so that I can... Who does that? um, What? You record into your phone? No. No. Oh, right. Right, sit down. No, no one's as sad as you on that. I was going to say, I wondered where that inspiration came from. No, no, I record it as in like text write it oh you just talk to it yeah. no, no 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 I actually sit there on my phone oh, do you? and okay. type it out if you'd like to take the lead <laughs> look I'll kick it off by talking about Aldridge Killian well th- th- well, that's not the start is it, it, well, it is the start we, we should... Aldridge Killian but his name's uh, well, I suppose we are Aldrich. are we starting in the 90s yeah because that's where that's... he first gets introduced into no I don't remember story. there being that many mullets in the 90s was there that many mullets Tears for Fears was mullet based on it early it 90s you kind of coming out of the 80s which was yeah. mullet here yeah. Yeah. Them, wasn't it? If we're listening mm. to one of your Spotify lists who are not a sponsor, your 80s consists of 60s, 50s, jazz, and uh, 90s. Not as per Apple Music, by the way. Um, that as was an per Apple. Spotify, who are a sponsor soon. <laughs> when they hear you mention Apple Music, <laughs> the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk. All credit cards are accepted. So, sorry, is it Aldrick? Aldrick Killian. My yes. bad. I didn't get that. I mean, anyway. You've watched it twice, it's not your fault. <laughs> Once, <laughs> in this case. You leave her alone, you. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm letting you look good now. Cheers, man. Bromance. Okay. I'm glad you got each other's backs. I liked him. I like this buddy. Aldrich Killian. Yeah, no, we got who you're talking about. I was waiting for more. All oh, right. <laughs> you see, we didn't know he was a buddy at this stage. And actually, you don't really know he's a buddy. You see him. No, you along. do. He gets rejected by Iron Man. I mean, you're going to be a bit pissed off about that, yeah, aren't you? gets rejected all the time, yeah. and he's not a buddy. Is he, though? Mm, I could be a buddy. Yeah. I'd like to think I'd be an anti-hero. You defo of a dark side. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably darker than I like to tell people. <laughs> I mean, I knew from the comics that he was a baddie, but you knew something was going to come and bite him on his yeah. bum later on. Uh, probably not to the extent that it did, but yeah. No. And did you think that she would come back to bite him on no, the bum? No, that was Because I think there's a main theme in this film throughout, which is that the baddies, there's quite a lot of mic drop reveals about who is and isn't a baddie, because, of course, we've got the Mandarin turns out not to be the Mandarin, but what's his face as an actor? Tony Slattery. Yeah, Tony Slattery, who's Tony just... Slattery. That's actual bears. Terry Slattery. (laughs) Terry Slattery. If Tony Slattery would like to be a sponsor of the show. (laughs) We've obviously got the... Botanist. Botanist and Aldrich. Aldrich Killian, yeah. Yeah, turn out to be bad. There's kind of a lot of those big reveals throughout this film. Yeah, that was a mic drop that she was a baddie. I did not expect that at all. But I loved it when it was revealed. No one was really obvious. I mean, I suppose Aldrich was a potential obvious. But even then, it wasn't until later in the film where it became more apparent. And you still thought the man 
Mandarin was the main yes. of the movie. That, at the time, the fans weren't happy with. The MCU were accused of whitewashing. As per what I say all the time is, let Marvel do what they do very well. They won't leave anything on the table. As we know from other things we've seen that we'll touch upon in the future, it kind of got rectified, didn't it? What did you think of the Mandarin when you first saw him and his videos? Because you didn't know this big reveal. I mean, me and you did this time. Did you think whitewashing, this is ridiculous? No, because I don't have a backstory to the Mandarin. This is a new intro. Did you think he was a good one? Were you excited about his introduction into the Marvel Universe? Mm, well, at the beginning, no, because it had reference to the Ten Rings, which I've only seen in Iron Man 1, yeah. briefly. Other than that, I don't really know about the Mandarin. That you didn't give some sort of vitamin C lover? No. Or an He's orange. obviously a baddie because of the way that they portrayed him. Yeah, but he went down the cell to... terrorist... He spoke in a dark, yeah, like, scary voice. Obviously. Yeah. And, he was... and of course, blew people up. That, that was a giveaway. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Although it can be perceived as cheeky. No, no, cheeky. no, no, no. Let's is not... a bit cheeky? No, he's not cheeky, though. Was he? That's that's reserved for... Loki. Maloki. <laughs> Maloki, the Mal-o-key, cheeky one. Yeah. Cheeky Loki. No, Mandarin is not cheeky. What Mandarin he was? just plain evil, isn't he? True. Yeah, they portrayed him as a terrorist, haven't they? Yeah. And the Ten Rings being some sort of Middle Eastern terror cell. Yes, it was mentioned in other movies. They've focused on it more, which is great. Gives us a bit of a backstory on it. They brought him out of the shadows now. Mm. I enjoyed it. I quite liked the twist. I did like, as you mentioned, the other villains that you didn't know that were creeping up. Mm. So where does Mandarin sit in the Iron Man universe? Is he the main arch nemesis of Iron Man, or is he more a generic one who comes up against lots of Marvel? Marvel superheroes. In the comics, he has dealings with Iron Man. Comes across a lot of the superhero teams and things. Marvel do this a lot. They bring people in, and then they might not do something with it, and the fans get all precious, angsty. And then down the line, Marvel will revisit something they've planted as a seed. Then all the fans forget that they got angsty and get all excited because Marvel knew what they were going to do ten years previous mm. and have taken their time not to rush it. And so with this, I never got upset by the fact that they had the twist to the story because if, also if you've seen the Marvel one-shot All Hail the King it's already resolved then anyway and it's on the DVD release it wasn't a hidden gem if you watched the the one-shot it already addressed the fact but in this film anyway you get you walk away thinking the Mandarin is no longer alive do you? yeah Oh. because you feel like Aldrich, Aldrich is, is the Mandarin. Mandarin and he gets killed so I walked away thinking okay that's the end of the Mandarin okay. and I have reached that conclusion as well that's because you've not seen the Marvel one shot isn't it we haven't yeah okay. but that's the takeaway that's the end of him maybe you've got a takeaway maybe just a Kung Pao chicken oh yummy now not to keep the feisty debate alive but where does this film land in being a Christmas film Ooh. now you see you pull a face Ishtar but it's got snow in it what it's got snow in it. It's got Christmas songs in it. It's got a big Christmas bunny. Very uh, diehard, I yeah, thought. Yeah, Tony Stark throws in a Christmas tune to get his suit on right at the very beginning. This has got Christmas vibes. Christmas all the way through it. What, the actual? No, it does not. Yeah, it does. It, does. it doesn't give me Christmas vibes at all. When he's yeah, no, but that's not the point, is it, Mark? No, it's not, Mark. And I'm glad you pushed Thank, that point. Thank you, Latham. Because <laughs> I felt weird calling you Mark there. Yeah, no, you never Can we weird? <laughs> Isn't that right, Latham? Yes, my nose was bleeding. I thought we weren't well. really personal. <laughs> like crossing the streams there. It was, yeah. Any people call me Mark, people telling me off. Which we only normally do in the urinals. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Diamond Man's suit lands in the snow, fully furnished. Fur, fur forest. Yeah. Which he then drags behind him like a sled. Yeah. Which is lit up like a Christmas tree. Shit, I mean, I didn't even pick up on some of those things. And he then takes 
takes it to a log cabin, which is all filled Why with like... Why is this even And at the end, then? it gives him a kid Christmas present, his little den. With like the gift, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Was this released kid. at Christmas or something? I wondered that. Let me Google it while I finish throwing my phone around. He's making it hard for me to edit this. It's going to be hard enough because you're going to have to <laughs> try and make me sound like a nice person. Iron Man 3 was actually released... Is it May? In April 2013. Ooh. Okay. So not Christmas. So it wasn't even remotely released close to Christmas and yet there are Christmas vibes all over this show. Okay. Why is that important again? Well, it's, it's well, just an observation. Ah, okay. I think a lot of films like to do that because they like to emulate the Die Hard. People still debate whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Yeah. Is Die Hard 1 a Christmas movie? I say yes. Some people say no. Is Harry Potter 1 a Christmas movie? Many people see I'd it as no. because they show it Christmas. Yeah. It's got a Christmassy scene in the middle of it. But beyond that, yeah. it's not really. It's but... like saying, is every James Bond film a Christmas movie? Because they're out of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, these are the interesting things. Like, is Star Wars a Christmas movie? Well, Empire could be because it's on the planet Hoth, which is full of snow. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Hoth, it's... not Hoth. That's somebody who runs down a beach with massive hair. <laughs> Let us know, people. Go on the socials. Yeah, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, at the two max. Twitter, email us, the two max at thepodstation.co.uk. Address it to Ish and tell her whether or not you think it's Christmas. Should do a poll, a Pollard poll. A Pollard poll, yes. That should be a thing. We didn't do the last one, but we should do a Pollard poll. You're busy doing stuff. Yeah. I think you should do that and find out whether they believe this to be quintessentially Christmas film or not. Christmas film. Can we just go back on the fact that Killian shows the brain thing to Pepper have we well, we haven't that? got there oh, yet right, my bad go on we're now. still in the 90s with massive are we guns. still in the 90s ni- well, we well we I've mentioned the Christmas thing because after the 90s we move on to Tony Stark trying out Mark 42 which yeah. is brilliant dancing to a Christmas tune yeah yeah. dashing through the snow which is a Christmas tune and when he's obviously getting his nuts rattled and his head whacked Mark 42 suits mega even if it is mega flawed. as in it doesn't work it's flawed but it's, but mega. it's mega yeah, because the technology's advanced. So you like it because it doesn't work. It comes to you. <laughs> it comes to you. And he's injected himself, hasn't he? So now he's he not got the bracelets anymore. He's just with the power of Grayskull. to call a suit to him that doesn't work yeah, and I mean, doesn't defend him to the point where he nearly dies Pepper nearly dies his house gets destroyed yeah but they don't they all live happily ever after in the end yeah so. but no thanks to the Mark 42 <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool suit I liked it in the whole scheme of technological advances though even with its flawed concept it's still far better than other ones he's had the suitcase one was I quite liked from Iron Man 2 mm. and then the one in the Avengers which jumps out of a roof you know, with the bracelets on if that didn't work probably haven't got a plan B have you no whereas a delayed repulsor glove might not be the end of the world mm-hmm. when it's 42 you've also got another 41 that you can call upon haven't you yeah as he does it's not as if you suddenly go oh can't we use anything else yeah exactly the other thing as well there's a conversation within Star Trek which is every time they do a new iteration of Star Trek they've got new uniforms all the time and it comes a point if it's in a certain period where it compromises the other uniform that was done mm. is there a need to keep making new uniforms is the question when you're still in the same period you wear with next gen and then you do another uniform which compromises the previous uniform with the Iron Man all the fans are like oh we need to see a new version of it because of the comics as well you're aware of all the different iterations of the suits Mm. I quite like those what about you 
Pollard. Well, I would prefer my super suit to work, particularly if I'm going up against deadly baddies, because, yeah, I don't want to die or get whacked on the nuts by a loose piece of metal. Fair dues. <laughs> Although you will be wearing the box tonight. Well, to be honest, I am <laughs> going to get whacked in the nuts by a piece of metal <laughs> later, so I will report back on just how Tony Stark did feel <laughs> in the Mark 42. Moving swiftly on, talking about rebranding, changing suits, War Machine becomes I Am Patriot. Discuss. Is this something that happens in the comic books? I am Patriot, I think. Yeah. Are they two? Yeah, but yeah. are these two separate suits, or do they rebrand in the way that happens in the film? Off the top of my head, I think they're two separate suits. But what happens is the army take over and create I am Patriot. What you would have gleaned from the second film is the government don't want Tony Stark to be the sole proprietor of that technology, and they feel, which is why in Iron Man Two, War Machine says it's me. He's working as a conduit between Tony and the government. Did rebrand to make him more in line with what the public see so it's then it's not just Iron Man turning up on his own unilaterally deciding who he saves and taking the credit it's just a souped up version of War Machine and a quick opinion poll on this topic ish War Machine or Iron Patriot War Machine yeah. Played them. War Machine a more rugged hardcore version Iron Patriot's a bit more Captain America for the Iron Man scene yeah. like yo we're great War Machine with or without the paint then without so just plain silver I liked the silver suit at the beginning anyway oh, I liked it when it was souped up yeah, oh, right. with the dark colours mm. oh you wanted it pimped yeah. yeah you're going bling Sylvan always reminded me of George Lucas Star Wars prequels where everything was shiny ridiculously shiny on the Cylons yeah, the from Cylons. Battlestar Galactica Toasters <laughs> Oh dear. And during this in-depth conversation between Tony and Rhodey, this is the good Rhodey. I think we established in the last film we like yeah. this Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tony has a panic attack while signing a piece of paper on behalf of a child. Yeah. yeah. First glimpse, we get this PTSD, yeah. don't we? The paper he's signing is him going through a wormhole, so it's not the most thoughtful of pictures to sign. Well, I suppose in fairness, the kid wasn't to know that. That'd be like me signing a picture of my mum giving birth to me. <laughs> That's a massive That's wormhole. Not a compar- is that comparable? It's like a wormhole. I'm trying not to have the visualisation that I just kind of had. Well, my mum's vagina, for the record, is not like a wormhole oh, because that's ridiculous. Hell. But it's like I'm popping through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not carrying any weapons, but I'm popping through slowly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Right, <laughs> Mark's mum, if you'd like to send us in any pictures so we can compare his description. <laughs> oh dear. I've got a flat nose. Aww. But yeah, this is the first glimpse we do have of the PTSD yeah. situation. And I liked it because it was unprompted, it happened, he didn't know what was happening. Even Rody says, look, you're embarrassing me here, you need to sort it out. Which is quite nice because it's almost a reflection of the real world where when people do have wobbles like that, mm. perhaps a lack of sympathy or understanding that is given by the world, which is particularly ironic given what Tony Stark has actually been through to be suffering that in the first place. Yeah. Things he experiences is anywhere near that we would experience. Everybody thinks superheroes are infallible. And all it shows is that... We're, we're not, by the way. Well, it's... A f- what's that? No. Just shows the fragility of humankind. We've commented before that he is just a normal person who has brains and money. So yeah. the fact that we're now seeing the... The human side of, side of it. Yeah, him. Thor would never have that happen. Would he not? No, I don't think he would. He's a god, isn't he? You don't know this yet. No. He's just being a bit cheeky. Another really good factor is it didn't move away from the fact that, yes, he's surrounded by a suit of armour, but 
the thing that's his biggest weakness is his mind. Yeah. He's not infallible to being affected by what he saw and what he was involved in. Yeah. Moving from what was a very deep and emotionally poignant scene, we now flip to Happy waltzing through the Stark offices, being happy ish as a former head honcho of a massive corporation in the HR department. Where do you stand on the issue of name badges? <laughs> Everybody should wear a name badge. Fuck right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Mm, I like Happy here. I mean, I like, Happy's amazing, isn't he? He is. His one-liners, I did note that down. His one-liners were very funny. He lifted the mood after what was a heavy scene. So, yeah, I liked Happy in this. I think he's been given a good role, and I'm glad we get to see a little bit more of him. And he does move the story forward. He does add the humorous It needed elements. it. Yeah. Mm, after that. But these are the pinches of humour that I was referring to before that you get that just sort of breaks it up. And absolutely happy. I am 100% behind you that if there are name badges issued, wear the blue things yeah. there's no excuse um, <laughs> I never wear my lame badge for that networking meeting by the way is that a dig well that's why I was picking up the vibe because yeah, I don't wear mine well now, very few it. people do seem and I very infrequently remember so I'm not here to throw any stones in any direction mark number one designs it mark number two prints them and none of us ever wear them <laughs> depends on how which one you go with mark one or mark two and mark 42 that's because it'll work very well <laughs> It just takes a while to get to you, that's uh-huh. what happens. Okay. But no, I don't wear mine, and I think it's because there's only two people in the room called Mark, so either one of us are my pants. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And my dad doesn't listen to this show, although you did try to stir the pot when my dad was there by making reference to the fact I have mentioned my dad's challenges sometimes with technology. Happy on the FaceTime. That was hilarious. With the iPad uh, being unable to turn, turn the it around. around. Oh, man. How dude. many people have had that conversation? How many dads do that and mums yeah. do that? Yeah. Oh, my Loads. God. Totally. That's That was funny, that. Everyone can relate to a, a family member that can't switch the camera around. This is where we actually come across Aldrich in his new sexy form, although did anyone else have an issue with his haircut yes what was that with the dodgy highlights the weird mullet thing going on and the weird fanny parting come together at the back it's miami vice kind of vibe in it it's very miami vice mm. i mean he's a baddie who cares he can do what he wants and he does and he does yeah god love him when yeah. you're a megalomaniac you know he's gonna say bad fanny part there so why, why is he allowed to get away with that head cut just because he's a baddie so if a goodie racked up with that haircut they wouldn't be able to do well, that look, latham doesn't like thor's hair so he never gives I him thought a, we could have a go at latham there now, oh, that was a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going here? Especially it was, it was modelled on Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> Although he has got more of it than me. <laughs> no, you don't like Thor because you don't like his hair. Is that right? Yeah, because you said that in the last review that Is you didn't it? like his hair, so you didn't move. In bloody Avengers Assemble, you didn't change anyone in your bloody ranking, all even right. though all the good characters on. were there. You should be, yeah, because there <laughs> wasn't stuck. anyone of note. Yeah, you should move no, on past So we're that. talking about haircuts, and that's the only reason you didn't get him in your bloody list. Well, ah, no, but if I did say that, then there's a reason for it, and the reason, it's a bit long. <laughs> And as we'll soon find out, it looks better in the future. Okay. Anyway. That's long hair. He's just done nothing to it. Aldrich Killian has done a lot since the 90s. He's deliberately turned into a fanny at the back of his head. Yeah. It is. It's a weird little thing going on. But I mean, who's going to... Yeah, no one's going to say out. Maybe when he was showing Pepper his mahoosive brain. Which is amazing. What, his brain? Yeah, the thing that he did when he rolled the three balls and then it comes up. That technology was good. Well, most of us have two and we get by just fine. Yeah. Just because 
he comes out with these three. Because one of these two has to lower the tone every <laughs> session. Silver balls. I can't make that right. So let's just let's just skip forward, shall we? The brain technology is fantastic. Well, his My brain, brain is his brain in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> you think we do that? <laughs> High fist right there. <laughs> Pepper's slightly impressed though, isn't she? she? Is, I think we all were though. Dirty little whore. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, she's proper she's proper like, I'll have a piece yeah. of that mullet, no, she's please. CFO. She's like, oh, I think I'll have my ex-boyfriend in mm-hmm. with his haircut. Forget the haircut, he's got three balls. That's what she's done. She's ignored that. She's gone, any man with three balls is alright in my book. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously showing off his brain. Because she doesn't know it's his brain until he expands it, does it? No. It was just great technology for the film. I liked it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we then go to the house. Pepper arrives at home yep. wants to spend some quality time with her fella Tony's in his suit which transpires not to be Tony yes because he's trialling it out isn't he yeah that's so very cool that's the facsimile so he's tinkering is he trialling it out or is he trying to get the suit to do the thing that he doesn't want to do because he needs to keep working on the suits because he's got that sort of anxiety of I need to keep building yeah, a bigger wants, army don't forget he's the only Avenger who's seen what's coming he's trying to build all of these suits that suit that greets Pepper when she comes home is to allow him the extra time he will feel protected actually he's not really is he because he's pushing himself away from the people who love him and he's isolating himself he's ruminating more and actually the thing that what he should be doing is speaking to Pepper or you know happy and saying look I'm struggling here I suppose that's a good story about people dealing with mental health issues isn't it were you surprised about the way he did actually open up to Pepper at the time no because you can get a gist that they've been together for a while and she's always been his person so so you expect that over time that that relationship will grow and he'll therefore she'll be his trusted confidant on everything so I was quite surprised though it was nice it was a nice thing it's to see it's a nice moment yeah I like their relationship and just so I can get a heads up on whether or not to cancel the order where do you stand on the enormous giant bunnies cancel out? the order <laughs> <laughs> and everything else you've planned the chocolates the roses the strawberries tipped in chocolate forget them <laughs> That is never okay. <laughs> what, the bunny? The bunny. Especially at Christmas. <laughs> Wrong holiday. <laughs> Where would you put that? It, that's... <laughs> Where would you put that massive rabbit? <laughs> I wouldn't say that was my favourite sex toy, but it's up there. <laughs> Far too frequently if you ask me. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, dear. I mean, the brief harmony between the two of them after he confines in her doesn't last very long because the Mark 42 the Mark 42 nearly wipes her out yeah. Yeah. yeah I do like the dynamic they have why, why is... was she so mad about that by the way that's what I asked who did you ask well she's Pollard. written in her notes that we're not following so go and ask the question well no you've basically put it out there why was she mad at Tony Stark for Mark 42 attacking her in the middle of the night you don't think that would be a problem though to but why he... would she blame him because that was obviously a fault of the technology well, it's no, not like he's called upon it he's neuromapped it to his consciousness he's having a dream he's having a nightmare yeah. which he can't really be fully in control of but he's in control of the suit vicariously through the fact that he's injected himself with these things that attach him to the suit the suit's going to go into protective mode oh. she's mad at him because the technology he's created nearly killed failed her. and killed her rather than looking at the reason why it did it which is that he is psychologically broken which is a why he created it in the first place and b why it nearly wiped her out so okay. surely we should be working I mean I don't want to get all deep and psychological 
logical, but shouldn't we be working with the root cause issue as opposed to the cause effect? Causality. Causality. Let me ask you this question then, Ishtar. Mm. If Mark in his sleep... Steady, because you've already got me in enough trouble today. I'll take it. (laughs) If he started to strangle you whilst he was having a nightmare, would you be all right with that? No. Okay, so why would you be upset that Pepper Potts is technically being strangled by a suit of armour just because it's not actually yeah, Tony Stark. You, are you saying that I'm strangling it in my sleep? I'm saying that you might be having a nightmare and because you're sleepwalking or whatever, well, she you won't be, She wouldn't be happy that you'd, I'm trying to strangle her, but she would also hopefully appreciate that it was a subconscious, which I don't think that makes it any better, does it? But let's assume that she realised I was having a nightmare about an evil thing that I assume... From a multiverse that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't her specifically in my dream that I was imagining strangling. Well, do you think maybe that she's found out that she was in Easter's East and you was trying to kill her off? I mean, let's ask her. Are you in the sequel as well? I'm the first one. (laughs) If he started strangling you, would you be like, oh, stop it, we've done the foreplay? No, I'd knee him in the nuts, push him (laughs) off and then get really angry. There you go. So, Pepper Potts, all that's happening is Tony Stark has created technology that's an extension of him having a nightmare, strangling her out. Got it. Okay. Mm, I think we're still comparing apples and pears, but never mind. The good thing is Or mandarins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we then follow Happy, who's decided to do a little bit of investigating of the security fella who came with Aldrich. At this point, I've put, it's a good thing the guy can repair himself magically or else Happy's getting done for GBH. Because not only does Happy slot him one, it sort of is unprovoked because he makes the first move as Happy, particularly bearing in mind he's just stolen something from the guy. But going by the amount of damage that has to be repaired, I mean, that's one hell of a punch that yeah. Happy's just laid on because the guy's cheekbones completely caved in and there's blood and cuts and all sorts. I mean, one hell of a punch. Wasn't Happy Hogan a boxer? Well, I don't know, but he did the guy some serious mm. damage and that's why I put, it's a good thing he was able to repair himself because how do you explain to a policeman that you've just stove someone's head in unprovoked? Strangle them out when they're sleeping. <laughs> do not promote that shit. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know, would you? <laughs> Because you're asleep, that's why it defends your honour. This is the extremis virus or whatever it is that's in him. It's a really, really interesting... What's the word? Thing. Thing, but what's the bloody... <laughs> what's the actual word? Concept. No. Object. Virus. Technology. Um, uh, weapon. weapon. There we go. Thank you, Leather. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only word in the dictionary that you hadn't Shit, said. It's been a long day. It was a really interesting weapon, I think, because we haven't seen something like that before. And I was quite shocked about the fact that they'd just suddenly blown up and then came back to life. That was quite exciting, that scene, actually, for me. It's very Terminator. I got James Bond vibes from it a little bit. James Bond? James Bond. What? <laughs> because of the virus thing in the last There James is no Bond. James Bond thing that ever exists where they can grow limbs. Not the limbs back, but they've taken the virus thing. I don't know why. Yeah, it's not really a virus it's more of a biotech yeah it's a nanotechnology yeah a nanotechnology is the best thing ever obviously yeah because basically you can grow back limbs and that's where the botanist comes in which didn't actually twig at that point I didn't realise what the botanist is that was that a pun there the the botanist was involved in it I was complimenting you there a twig botanist oh right okay Shit. Even when I'm trying to be good, I'm <laughs> still failing today. Right I mean, that hashtag night. I'll do the humour. <laughs> <laughs> 
the botanist was testing different animals and plants to be able to achieve this extremist virus, which allowed it to be weaponized by Aldrich Killian. Mm. They obviously thought it was the Mandarin that was behind it all. Yeah. It's a really good concept. It's I don't fabulous. know why you got James Bond vibes. It's it, bloody Terminator. Terminator all 2. Right, it's Terminator. It's, in fact, it's probably Terminator Genesis because they are using nanotech. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I loved it as a weapon. I think that that was super interesting and I think that scene was amazing. But it also pitches a different type of villain against Iron Man. Mm. He's not supported by anybody. It's not an alien race. No, it's, um, it's a human tech. Yeah, it's that made it, it to people who are test beds for this. Right. It's kind of a universal soldier exactly. type vibe going on. Yeah, that's true. Where, the, as we know, not everybody survives the process. Yeah. As you see from those test videos and yeah. people can't regulate the heat. Yes. So they explode. We know this is experimental virus yeah. or technology kind of dies in with death. Mm. No, I loved it. I thought that was great. Does anyone think that Savin, who's the baddie who we see in this particular scene, sort of give the other guy the thing that blows him up and then he walks off? He's James Badge Dale. Google Australian comedian Adam Hills and tell me that those two aren't the same people. They look similar, don't they? There you go. Right, and where's the other dude? Hang on, that's a better picture. So there he is. Okay. Benefit of the recording, I'm now showing a picture. Uh, you can see a wee bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very similar, but they're, I mean, yeah, okay, we'll give you that. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know the other guy, so that went right over me head, but now you've showed me. Did you think Happy was dead at this point? Hell yeah, I thought Happy was dead. I asked you, is Happy dead? And you were like, hmm. I said weird. he's not very happy. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Grumbly Hogan. Yeah. No, I thought that was the end of Happy, which was a bit sad, but then obviously not the No case. more happiness. Yeah, but that wasn't the case, was it? They wouldn't kill him off, would they? To be honest, he's a really good character. They've killed Coulson off. Exactly. Sacrilegious. How could mm. they do that? God damn. Have I haven't they? gotten over that. Have they? What? No. They have. Leave them. Anyway. I quite liked this part because... You do see the relationship between Happy and Tony, the bond. Yeah. Certainly yeah. how close. I know throughout going back to the scene where he's got his forehead over the screen in the iPad, Tony relentlessly ribs Happy. Yeah. Relentlessly. But in this particular scene when in the hospital, you can just see how much Tony cares for him. Cares for yeah. Happy, how important he is as a person to him. Yeah. He's genuinely devastated about this. Yeah. And in fact, you see as well earlier on, Gomez to the scene with Pepper Potts how important she is to him he's quite emotionally vulnerable and outward facing in this film which I really enjoyed I do feel that you can very quickly see he's prioritised who he wants to protect in this world yeah I think that's why people overlook him he's too busy with the bants and they just see the humorous jokey not serious Tony Stark but actually behind the scenes there is an affinity to these people he just hides it very well and laughs it off mm. with humour absolutely Tony then goes out and does a throw down gives his address if anyone wants to come and visit me my address is 234 Snowden Lane in Presswich Manchester postcode is FT2579J you're just giving someone's house that you hate that well, I'm hoping yeah I'm hoping that's not a real address apologies if your house gets bombed <laughs> And if it does get bombed, I would raise the question as to who the fuck wanted to bomb me. I mean, what have I done to anyone to warrant that level of hate? My jokes are bad, but not that bad. No. The shirts. (laughs) Oh, wow. Pot kettle black sitting over there. I know, yeah. I look like a humbug. (laughs) We'll get the picture out. To be fair, he has got a shirt for radio. Oh, God. (laughs) 
adult star. I like this scene, by the way. Why? The, this dramatic Stark house attack scene. Because you don't expect it to be that vicious. You That's... enjoyed it from an interior design point of view, though. No, didn't I didn't. You were thinking about rebuilding it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's thinking, I think, ooh, I could quote that. I yeah. think this it, is... A very competitive quote. This seemed quite extreme. This is where the darkness was a bit too much darkness and serious for me. Because, I mean, they could have just blown him up. But oh, they... you think, like, 15 helicopter gunships is a bit over the top? I mean... Yeah. But it's the Mandarin. The fucking house fell into the water. I mean, it was very extreme. It was very good. It was a very good scene, like, but it was very dramatic. I wasn't expecting it. Neither was Tony. That's why it happened. And also remodelling in Malibu isn't great. No. Well, very expensive. I mean, that scene was good because what you did see for the first time, which fans probably got proper wet over, Pepper getting the suit. Mm. Yes. The thing that nearly killed her in the night, the, the purpose we find, that it's voice activated to help and so he was building it for hair. No way. Really? Then you don't pick that vibe up. No, totally. So, Did you get that? W- so when he's building these suits, he's mm. protecting the people he loves. He tells her, the suits are voice activated to you. Right, okay. Which I didn't fans would have gone mental over because of what you don't know right now, but you'll know soon. Right. Is a little bit cheeky precursor to what happens in the comics. Interesting. And so when the house is being destroyed, he sacrifices himself because he tells the suit to go to her. Got it. So when things fall, mm. she's protected. Yeah. And Obviously, then she gets out the house. Yeah. And then the suit goes, goes back, back and, to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. I mean, I feel you focused on the wrong thing here because I was distracted by the size of her heels on her oh, shoe yeah. as she was going down the steps. I missed it. Six inches. Oh, my God. They were enormous. They were nearly higher than the steps. If she'd take shoes off, she'd have been at the bottom of the steps. She's only three foot. <laughs> there were some naughty heels. Mm-hmm. Pardon you. That was the phone. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> And indeed, before the Pepper Heel debacle, we also have Tony doing an investigation of the bomb site using that technology. Yeah. It's very clever and very good, and I like the way he sort of deduces that, but I'm not being funny. Do you know when you watch these films, these murder mysteries, and they jump from A to F, and you're like, well, hang on a minute, how on earth did you manage to get from there? What would possess him to go, oh, I wonder what Happy was looking and pointing at on the floor? At no point would the first thing in my head to look at Happy, who's just been blown mm. to smithereens and go oh I wonder whether his toes pointing in the right direction <laughs> of the thing he's trying to communicate doing some yoga pose and it's like oh that's not a yoga pose it's him pointing towards something that's because you're not Tony Stark Pollard alright he's intelligent he's super intelligent so obviously he would have that thought process in his mind maybe he's trained Happy Hogan who went if you ever find yourself in a dangerous situation just point, point. position and posture yourself like a lettuce what happens if his arms been blown off or does he point with his foot his foot she kill Joy isn't she <laughs> well if his penis gets blown off <laughs> that's why three balls is you probably a good thing you just give up don't you yeah. if that happens oh my god yeah I would if you got three balls maybe you just play with them no reason at all relieve the stress yeah I'll have a no penis <laughs> Okay. This is where it goes very festive. Tony narrowly escapes. There's a pre-existing flight plan to go to wherever it was. Somewhere in America where there's trees and snow. And he lands there. Yeah. And Jarvis goes. He's pow. Oh, he powers down, doesn't he? He powers down. But Jarvis actually does that. He sacrifices his energy to keep the suit warm. Because don't forget, he's underwater, isn't he, at some point? Mm. Yeah. The suit's been damaged. He ejects him out of the ocean or wherever he is to, well, I'm going to say Montana because there's loads of snow. <laughs> and the suit powers down. 
down. So you stripped Tony Stark further back. All he is now is a genius playboy billionaire. Yeah. Which was alluded to in the Avengers Assembly. Mm. He does all right in the cold in his T-shirt. When he arrives at that garage place, he takes the poncho off. But, mm. I mean, I'd have been suffering from hypothermia at that point already. I would have been dead. Yeah. Maybe his little art reactor's keeping him warm. Maybe. Maybe. The poncho goes on. But I'd be straight in that shop to buy some more clothing. And even before he gets into the little kid's gadgetry shop, he takes the poncho off and then leaves the bloody door open. It's like, I'm not being funny, man. It's cold. It's either cold or it's not. And if it's cold, keep your poncho on. Shut that fucking door. It's in the details, Marvel. It is in the details. The fire on. You need to hire me along with Kevin Feige <laughs> between the two of us. You won't miss out these crucial details that he did catch. Did yeah. you like the kid? Yes. Where He's did you cute. stand on the kid? I like him. His He's toes. You know, obviously Tony Sark sees a little bit of him inside of him because he's this uh, little outcast. <laughs> Lay them. <laughs> We did the Jamie Savile joke last episode, yeah. so I can't keep going on with that. No, but you get what I mean. Although it's a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so very cute. I like. So shame he dies in the next film. Mm. Okay. Horribly. Okay. Not Jamie Savile, the kid. <laughs> okay. Shoots himself with his potato gun. Oh. <laughs> in the penis. <laughs> and then gives up. Yeah. <laughs> because why would you? He gives up on life. But obviously he helps and he gives Tony a bit of backstory, which is good. It's good because if you think about the films that come after this that we haven't seen but you're aware of. But you can't think about them you've because not you've seen not them. seen them, so pretend for a moment that you have. Okay. <laughs> My God, that's got very complicated <laughs> no, 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 no. quickly. The kid. <laughs> Let's forget well, this. Try, forget try and unravel no, that one. can't unravel it because unfortunately you haven't seen them, but you have seen them. But imagine you have seen them, but yeah. you haven't. Forget what I'm about to say. Let's move on. We get a very Walking Dead style scene at this point this is where it gets really well I say at this point but it starts getting even more violent because we meet that weird death ginger woman who starts going through losing limbs and trying to kill people and it was defo walking dead I said that as well I was like whoa no, you didn't I said that to you oh, wait a minute unless my god I married exactly the person I was supposed to marry because we both thought the same thing at the same time ah this pump twinning twinning we like it when we twin <laughs> I totally put walking, <laughs> walking Dead vibes, not Marvel vibes, when that woman tried to kill him. That's what I wrote down. Where did you get Walking Dead vibes? Sorry, was she a zombie? Yeah. Yeah, she was, was she? very Walking Deady zombie. She era. was. When she was walking through that cafe place and she had sort of half an arm missing and half a face missing. And then missing I was like, how the fuck do you kill these zombies? Because obviously they're not killable because they just keep growing back. Listen, don't look at me, mate. I'm agreeing with everything she says this afternoon. <laughs> Twinning. 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 <laughs> Um, well, no. <laughs> you didn't get the vibes. I got no vibe. All oh, right. And I had a massive rabbit up me. All oh, right. There was no vibe taken or given because The Walking Dead don't regrow limbs. Yes. Zombie-esque. Well, she'd been injured by the gas explosion, however, but when you've been infiltrated by nanotech, she just grew back. I have Walking Dead written down. I'm with you on okay, this one. fine. Yeah, I ain't sleeping on the settee tonight, so I'm okay with saying it isn't Walking Dead. <laughs> okay. But it is really violent. I mean, this whole yeah. sort of set of scenes is... It's very dark. I'm not used to this level of darkness. From There's lots of people Marvel. getting shot and killed. There's very quite a boring. high death toll in there this, is. and it's a quite brutal way of killing. Blunt mm. death methodology throughout this film. Is this got a higher rating than others, like in terms of like PG versus thirteen? Because I feel uh, like it was a bit more violent than normal. It'd be interesting to in know. In the desensitized society that we live in, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't just a fifteen. Potentially, it wouldn't have got an R rating. Mm. Twelve. 
Right. What? Wow. So they've obviously gone, we can cope with that level of violence and it's fine. That's surprising. What was number one? PG. 12A. No way. Yeah. I really felt that this one was If a bit they'd thrown in, I don't know, a couple dark. of swear words, it might have got a 15. Maybe. Or maybe throw in a pair of tits. And rankings fucking ridiculous. Welcome to the British swear. Board of Certification. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it was a bit dark and it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was interesting just to understand a little bit more about how these people are reacting to this extremist weapon inside of them. But yeah, that was the main <laughs> question. She just keeps on setting them up, doesn't she? That was the main question that I had. But was then followed by... Well, the, the Mandarin shooting that defensive tied up accountant in the head. Although I'm sure we've all wanted to do that, that to our accountants shocking. at some point. That was shocking. I've had a couple of tax returns where I wanted to <laughs> shoot the delivery of the well, message. Well, it's an Easter egg I've got, but he was from Roxxon, so it's fine. Right. Oh. Roxxon being the massive corporation that Marvel used. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's supposed to be a skit at Exxon Valdez. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. They're the ones that are like a big, huge conglomerate. All right. Is that scene, though, before or after we find out that the botanist works for the Mandarin? No, way before is all of that. Because um, this is the point where the president rings up Yeah, the and then gets like, shafted. Yeah. Like a little bitch. Yeah. yeah. Mm, speak to me. Got it. Don't shoot him. Yeah. Don't shoot him. Don't know him. On the plane, is this? No. No, it's when the Mandarin's got that video and he's got the accountant on the floor. I'm going to shoot this accountant. And everyone else in the world is going, go on, do it. You'll never see me coming. Yeah. Nobody likes accountants. Do it. Yeah. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, accountants. (laughs) Two marks and plus. Whereas with webcams now, you usually do see people coming. Yeah. (laughs) through that <laughs> right on that's the problem isn't it mm-hmm. on the camera well that's the problem it spoils the view yeah, it's like you'll never see me coming oh you just did I <laughs> shared it with everybody yeah speaking of people coming you have the Iron Man super fan in the van yes very funny yeah. it is funny yeah because he's very shocked that he's still alive because everybody thinks he's dead and don't they yeah but the guy's got the same haircut I know and then he's got beard, a tattoo and then the tattoo that's so it, cute well <laughs> <laughs> it was a tattoo based upon a dollar, mate. I know. <laughs> Marvel do humour very well. Do you reckon someone's got a tattoo of you on the arm? On the ass. Lay them. On the ass? Yeah. I don't know, actually. Let's have another poll. No, I probably don't meet half of these people because they end up chloroformed in the boot. Okay, if you were to have to have a celebrity tattooed on your anatomy... Marvel. No. I'll tell you what, let's keep it Marvel because we're very complicated. If you had to pick a Marvel character to be tattooed onto your anatomy, to me. A, where would it go? And B, who would it be? Loki, on my arm. Would you not put it on your bum because it's cheeky? Where are you? <laughs> or your face, cheek? No. Yeah. Still trying, isn't it? So where on your arm? Um, uh, on my bicep. <laughs> Where's that? Is that a bicep? A bicep Is that, that a bicep? It looks like knots in cotton. When I've been in the gym, it's a bicep. Right now, it's not very much bicep. It's like a sort of a flop, in it. <laughs> So you, are you, I mean, are you going for the Popeye look there? Yeah, because... Um, oh, in with the, the shirt? Yeah. yeah, because in... Oh, shut up. <laughs> Says you. Anyway. Still look like a humbug. Hey, we are all in blue and white today. Did you notice that? Twinning. Oh, three-way twinning. No. <laughs> That's just a Pornhub Anyway, search. no, because I would want to be able to flash to everybody that I liked Loki. So if it's on my ass, I'm not flashing my ass, am I? Yeah, yeah but also, why are you walking around like you're a sort of teapot going one bicep bigger no, than the other? No, I'll be just... Because I wear a sleeveless top and then everyone would see that I like Okay, anyway, whatever. Okay, right. What about you? I'm, 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 I'm getting attacked by a fly. You first. I'm still thinking. <laughs> okay, I would probably get... That widow. 
Ooh, no. Obviously, Cap is my man. I suppose it should be him. I was trying to think of some other character who'd be funny to have on there. I've got to stick with Team Cap, haven't I? And I would have a cap on my ass. Wow. Thank you. Original. That, that is pretty clever, but also obvious. Anyways. Come on then, clever clogs. You've had how long to think? I mean, did I come up with that witty retort too quickly for you to actually think of one? No, I'd have a couple. I'd have Iron Man. But I would have Scarlet Witch on my penis. (laughs) There we go. That's the same one. You see, you're stealing my jokes there. Drop it like it's hot, loathe them. She would. I would, I'm probably, to be fair, Captain Britain. Yeah, that's the one that I would have expected. That'd be on your bicep. <laughs> or would I have She-Hulk? I might have She-Hulk on one bicep. There's quite a few I'd have. I'd end up looking like a bloody pirate. <laughs> I just have tats everywhere. Of Marvel. Yeah, comics. I just look like a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't I? Maybe that's a style. I mean, yeah. maybe that is in itself. There's just loads, but I'm not a big fan of tattoos on me. Yeah. Because you get bored. And when you get older, you regret them, don't you? Because can you imagine on your bicep? It'd be dead small. A weenie. you weenie and like, just, it'd look like paper It'd look really sad, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would just look like sadness. <laughs> we're, we're talking hypothetical here. No one is actually Well, it would look to pathetic, get... to be fair, as well. It'd, just, it'd look just like pure sad. Oh, Lord. Like you just gone out and you just went, yeah, I've given up on life. Move, moving on. But I, I'd probably have loads. Scarlet Witch, Iron Man. Would I have that on my penis? Iron Man. <laughs> really on my helmet. Hung. On my helmet. If you have Iron Man down there. Iron Man's helmet. Okay. <laughs> Also, hands up who wanted to change some of their passwords to War Machine Rocks. Yeah, that's funny. How many people did do that and how many people then got hacked? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there had to have been a phishing virus sent out shortly thereafter. I mean, probably Marvel suddenly did that just so somebody from Anonymous could hack in Terry Bond's computer. Yeah. Who are not a sponsor? No. But it's delight to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love your work. Mm hmm. Shortly after this, we start to get all the baddie reveals. So the people who we think are baddies turn out not to be, and the people who we're not sure about or don't think turn out to be an avalanche of unveils. So we have botanist girl becomes... Big reveal. Becomes baddie. Gillian, obviously, kind of... Killian. 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 Who's this? Is he Killian. another pirate? Killian. I said Killian. You said Gillian. Killian. Right. Killian, yeah. <sighs> I love the research you two put into this. (laughs) Killian is confirmed at this point, we highly suspect. Mandarin, where did we sit on the level of surprise when this unveiled? I mean, Ish, we'll start with you because this is the first time you experienced this surprise. I, that was well funny because I did not expect him to be an actor. Actually, that was probably the funniest thing of the movie. The guy walks in and's like, you probably won't go in that toilet. I mean, that's been ripped off so many times in other films, but actually the way you said it was well funny because he'd taken a poop and then walked out. <laughs> thanks, thanks for explaining that. I the mean, fact that you had to explain it meant it wasn't that funny. <laughs> no, it was very funny. But yeah, but case- I got it because I saw the film. It's because his poop smelt. Yeah, because he had to leave it a while. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're still on the set for day two. I was doing really well. Day yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. That was a surprise. I didn't expect that at all. That is but I like stink. No, that he was that. <laughs> uh, like was that. a good that twist was though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There was a, quite a few. Actually, talking about this movie now is making me rethink what I had originally thought the rating of this movie might be. And now it might be something different. Because actually I'm realising a little bit more about actually there were more funny points in it that I didn't see. It you wrote it off too soon, didn't you? I think so. Oh, we've established she doesn't have her own mind. Oh, yeah. Day seven. 
<laughs> I want you to do a video diary of how many days you spend in a doghouse and on the settee eating crackers. <laughs> they do it an Instagram stories. Yeah. I mean, I actually shit a brick when this happened. I, I was genuinely taken aback, but highly delighted. The first thing that cropped into my head when he first appears at the beginning is, A, he's very scary and it's great. And obviously Ben Kingsley is a well-renowned actor, so Brilliant. that was quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah. However, the first thing that did strike me was very much, it was like, ooh, this feels really awkward that we've got a white guy playing some very Asian character. Mm, slightly awkward. And then mm. when it happened, I felt a sort of sigh of relief because it was like, ah. But did you know at the time that the Mandarin was an Asian character? I assumed. Because of the name because Mandarin. Because of the Mandarin and... The way fact, he dresses. I'm not entirely certain I hadn't Googled it going into this because you do know the Mandarin is in this because he's in the trailers. I would generally, if I come across baddies, I do generally sort of Google them to have at least a modicum of uh, Wikipedia knowledge when I go in. Which is literally no knowledge. <laughs> the Mandarin, the way they portrayed him, is a Middle Eastern terrorist, so it's not your go-to to jump to that conclusion. I'm just really interested because I obviously know from the comics he's Asian around the time of being politically incorrect. I also know that fans weren't overly enamoured by the choice of Ben Kingsley, who also played Gandhi, so it's not his first whitewashing <laughs> role. I've also worked with his son, Ben. Oh, hang, ben. On. hang on. God, I've hurt me back picking that name up. I know. I went with the son on Victoria. Wow. So there you go. So we know how he got that gig. <laughs> if, <But> it, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> the lawyers are sweating. We're joking. Yeah. Satire. Yeah, absolutely. But they've managed to get Sir Ben Kingsley, classically trained actor, Oscar winner. Mm. The twist for me was really good because then all the fans that were sweating going, you know, he's whitewashing, you can't do that. They went, oh, okay. That's very clever. Oh, they, they, they did then double down by making Aldrich... <laughs> the mandarin it's like okay we're back to square one again awkward they alluded to that but then again in the comics there are a lot of times when no one really knows who the mandarin is because he'd very eloquently make it look like other people are pulling the strings because it's part of this massive organization mm. and it's no different than any despot would have lookalikes turning up to events and things so he doesn't get assassinated like with hydra and other big villainous organizations you have lots of heads of departments who aren't necessarily ones running things so all you're doing is you're peeling back these layers you've got who you thought was the Mandarin you go ha ah, it's not and then they go Aldrich Killian goes oh I'm the Mandarin he's like I'm Spartacus the whitewashing thing didn't bother me I didn't even think about well, no, it no it didn't bother me I can see why fans who were expecting what they've read in the comics right, to turn okay. up and see you're looking at it from a non-comic fan perspective. perspective so when people who've seen it even though in the comics are slightly racist, went and seen the film, they were like, ooh, you've made him to be an English actor mm. who's not Asian. It was played excellently, and that twist was unexpected but brilliant, so I loved it. Fair enough. We're sort of heading now towards the final third part, the big mm. clash at the end. We've got a few parts to play in the mint, so Tony ends up having to do battle with people, but without a suit. The funniest thing was when he gets captured with his ex-flame, the botanist, when he's calling his suit, and he's telling the guy he's about to batter, just give us a minute whilst my suit arrives. I quite like that. And obviously then, as that moves then into the next part where you see the culmination of what he's been working on, that was good. I'm not sure about other fans, whether they were trying to identify 
identify if we're talking about the suits and that, are we? Are we can do. It's our show, mate. We can do whatever we want. Well, then we shall. So the suits he's been building, I have paused it to try and identify the suits. And on rewatches... That's hardcore research-ish. Yeah, that is, yeah. So you have what I thought was the Hulkbuster suit, and you've got the one that he uses to go underwater, and you've got the one that he uses for kind of lifting things. There's just loads of different ones from the comics, and a lot of fans probably would have been proper excited by that. Also from a merchandise point of view. Yeah, you are sell loads yeah. of suits. It was just really good. I was a bit gutted by the fact that he sets them all to party uh, he mode. He was way easily allows it all to blow up. I and it makes no sense to blow it up. I get he's trying to prove the point that he feels he doesn't need them, but just put them back in a box. He's breaking free. Billions of pounds. Yeah, because he's a billionaire, gazillion billion. Uh, right, the equivalent of that is when my mate found himself a female... <laughs> <laughs> he ran as a female off a dating site and to show his I don't know how you would justify this but to show his trustworthiness and honesty in front of it he deleted all of his dating profile accounts poor man's version of what he did with Pepper Potts to prove his commitment to it he destroys billions of pounds worth of toys that could save people's planet. lives yeah. further down the line and even just be practical like you know lifting things and she shouldn't really give a shit anyway because if she now wakes up in the middle of the night and finds the Mark 42 leering menacingly over her she just touches it and it melts into oblivion yeah. with her new superpower she might see the Mark 46 although I'm 47 this year <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, I know we don't look it. It's no the don't. oil of Ole. Yeah. And, uh, if they want to be a sponsor. Oil of Ole, yeah. Just smear it right on. Yeah. <laughs> That's the advert right there. What did you feel about this final scene-ish while you're what? trying to change your list avidly while Never. she thinks we're not looking? I liked this scene because I like the fact that all of the Iron Man blah blahs come back. <laughs> <laughs> and help fight the day. I can't believe you're just letting that slide. And yeah, he is because he's updating his he's list not even as listing, well now. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> he's completely ignored what you he just cannot said. multitask. Can he? I like no. that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was a drooling as well. Yeah, you Sorry. were a little bit. Just uh, we'll edit that bit out and put it back in again. Do it again. No, 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 no. It's past no, now don't anyway. Tell him now, yeah. Record, I liked it. It. <laughs> it was exciting. It was a good last chapter of the film. What do you guys call oh it? Oh my god, the third scene. There you go. And yeah, I liked it. It was exciting. Oh. Boom, and he wins. <laughs> I mean, I liked it because it had all of the suits in there. It had the action with the fight scene. Again, Pepper ends up with the suit of armoury, which is great. And then this whole thing about strong female characters, they're there. You just Mind you, she doesn't really do much. No, but she does something. The last minute of the show. I know, but shot. the point is what I've always said. The characters have always been there. You don't need to make them. They're there. So when people go, there's not enough strong female characters. Pepper Potts has been looking after Tony Stark from day one. She is his spine. He's just too busy buffoonering around and making people laugh and being joking, but internally dying inside she is his steadfast rock and all it does by putting a suit of armour on her just reinforces the fact that she's kick-ass without the armour she's been kick-ass from day one without any armour now you're giving her a suit of armour she's just uber kick-ass and everyone goes oh there's not strong me feel my characters behave yourself they're already there does she lose that superpower what being strong yeah yeah no the extremist thing that's gone inside of her she had a lovely six pack didn't she yeah oh, she, she did bloody wow, hell what yeah. a body <laughs> that's what happens when you've got a personal trainer she owns that wellness brand as well goop or something in it well so. goop is literally just putting whale sperm on your face whatever it works clearly it well works, it doesn't so because doesn't I've it? tried it with other things and <laughs> <laughs> let me apologise to all those women out there now from 20 years ago who've been gooped <laughs> I make a sound like there's loads there's not okay so there's the, one so the lawsuit won't be <laughs> okay also I've admitted it now so I apologise humbly mm-hmm. <laughs> 
do I? Yeah. Um, not. That's a bit random hair company. She puts all sorts of... But her stuff. body is amazing. Yeah, but that's what happens when you don't work nine to five and you have a personal trainer. And she's vegan as well. She, she is vegan, all. yeah. If I ate nothing, I'd look like that. Yeah, we all would. And I could walk in heels. <laughs> <laughs> Does she lose her powers? Going back to my initial question, because yes. I feel we got distracted. So they took the stremis thing out of her. Think, Is I that because you time, have to keep topping it you up? Do. They've not tested it properly, and when you keep taking it, it, just basically means that you explode. And why did he decide to have the shrapnel taken out? I mean, obviously for medical reasons, but why then? Why hadn't he had it Absolutely. done before? Absolutely. Why did that happen? That's a good question. What did you think? Because it, I don't know. Oh no, I, I honestly don't know. I assumed that they weren't able to get all the shrapnel and therefore he was stuck with what he had permanently and that it just so happened that that was a great battery for his suit it now appears that they had the ability or the technology to create the suit anyway which actually yes. has been and shown they numerous taken times it out at any and point. so I assumed he just kept it because he had to keep it now it turns out he could have had it gotten rid of at any point and still have had access to the same suits and same power you're talking about his the shrapnel yeah, yeah yeah once you remove that he becomes less of a person because that becomes him doesn't it so I think he's left it in. When you've created this character based on something you connect to, when you remove that, you then think, well, I'm not that person anymore. So is this symbolic of him being stripped back fully to the yeah. human that he was? Yeah, he becomes Iron Man because of his experiences with the shrapnel. Mm. What comes after, he builds his whole identity around that. And he basically says, doesn't he, in that ad-lib moment of Iron Man, I'm Iron Man. Yeah. So he owns the whole thing. But then when you take back the fact that actually you don't have the suit of armour and you take the shrapnel away, he's just essentially Tony Stark. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Which is any one of us. He hasn't got any superpowers. He isn't a Norse god. He's literally just a man with money and brains. Yeah. And when you've taken all that away because of your experiences with the Shatari, you then feel vulnerable. Okay. And we've never seen that with Tony Stark before because he's always played it off as, a, you know, I'll just create a suit or whatever or I'll address it with technology. I think that was why this film really shone for me. Imodium is a great solution if you've had a problem with the Shatari. <laughs> well, I'll leave it for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite surprised that Killian had three balls because presumably he repeatedly has the injections for what appears to be sort of steroids because he could breathe fire and do lots more. So presumably he was pumping himself more full of the stuff than the ordinary people. Yeah. And obviously alleged side effect of such steps is that your nuts recede into your eyeballs. You become a junkie then, don't you? Yeah. And you become addicted to it. Like older Killian, you've just got so much in it, you then become overpowered it was ridiculous he could breathe yeah, fire yeah, yeah. though wasn't it yeah well that's when it got to the Super point where he was just being stupid yeah. yeah and that wouldn't have lasted that was on a slippery slope anyway yeah okay well suppose we should mention the final end credit scene have I missed anything Good. going by my notes here but has anyone else got any more notes well, we've missed a couple of things he all takes right, over all the, right. Um, everyone's a critic I am patriot oh Afghanistan the oh machine. Air Force One Air Force yeah. One yeah the what ish what the machine the machine I am patriot fuck off quite like the stunts where Iron Man's carrying like all the passengers off Air Force One yeah mm. that's good Yeah, that's all I was going to mention okay you're talking about the post credit scene where Tony been telling the story to Bruce Banner yeah I mean that was a bit of a duff post credit scene because really. it, was, it wasn't as exciting as the other post credits. it doesn't really set anything up does no, it no not really so I was a bit like mm, okay have we missed anything off what of it, your note no what it does show is the continuance of his bromance with Bruce Banner they connected on a genius level in Avengers Assemble yeah 
It was nice. It wasn't what you'd expect for a post-credit scene. You get the impression that he's been regaling the story we've just watched whilst on a couch and Bruce Banner's fallen asleep. Right. Which is a bit like you watching this film, which is meta, isn't it, really? <laughs> now, you are Bruce Banner. I am. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, she definitely liked the Hulk when... <laughs> And then we get home. Uh, day 21. <laughs> You're going to just be on that settee forever. Your anniversary is going to be on that I've settee. I've committed now. <laughs> Before we move on to my favourite section of the show, have we got any Easter eggs that we can actually discuss at this juncture? We've now established there are billions of Easter eggs in this film, and it'd actually be quite interesting to revisit these Easter eggs further down the line, but actually can't do we it can't now. really do that. There's quite a few that have impact further down the chronology of the movies in the future which we will hark back to when we do those reviews the ones that you will notably remember apart from the extremist storylines from the comics that was in this film the 90s flashback to when he first meets Aldrich Killian whilst he's at the party he bumps into Ho Yinsen people will remember from Iron Man 1 is the guy in the cave yeah did you recognise him? only because you told me oh okay people will know from the first film that helped him build his first suit at least create the reactor that stops the shrapnel from he going. He created Iron Man. He did. But also we know from the fact that he has had involvement with Howard Stark as well. Maybe can't talk about right now. We've already mentioned his PTSD for the Battle of New York, which I thought was good. We see the drawing the kid does that sets him off having a panic attack with the Avengers Tower and the bomb. We've already mentioned that the accountant that gets shot works for Roxxon, the villainous corporate company that's in loads of Marvel properties. The Mandarin is an actor that's hired by old Gillian. What we do find out, the Ten Rings in the short called All Hail the King, that actually the real Mandarin does exist. It is very quickly explained. It's the terror organisation that kidnapped the original Iron Man, which mm. you mentioned. Yeah. Aldrich mentions that everything changed after Thor's arrival on Earth because that draw attention to extra-dimensional threats. Trevor Slattery has a tattoo of Captain America's shield on his neck. Can I just say, being born and bred on the Wirral, which is near Mer's side in which Liverpool is placed and for me having lived here for 20 years I can honestly say that's an exceedingly dodgy Liverpool accent that old Mr Kingsley puts on that's not a Liverpool accent he's got on there he tries to do it he's he's watching Liverpool and he keeps on trying to do a Liverpool accent and in in future (laughs) yeah yeah, it goes all cockney it's the other way around is it yeah he's cockney in this he isn't he keeps on trying to Mm. talk like George Harrison in this film he tries to talk like George Harrison from the Beatles Mm. write in let us know what do you think people he does more cockney than he does scouse no although supporting Liverpool that is kind of what most people do they mainly don't live in Liverpool so yeah write in let us know the only other addition to the easter egg section for ones I can mention the post credit scene that we've talked about cool moving swiftly on to my favourite part of the show we have been collating our list of our top 10 favourite Marvel movies and we are now up to film number 9 so we are nearly completing the top 10 and we'll have to start bumping films out of the top 10 we mark them out of 10 of course who wants to go first here to give us their score out of 10 for Iron Man 3 and regale their list of wonderment to explain play them oh. apparently it's me play them do you want to run 
through your existing list and then tell us where Iron Man 3's slotting in. My top eight. Yeah. I have one is Avengers Assemble that I gave nine out of ten. Iron Man, I gave nine out of ten, which is at number two. Number three is Iron Man 2, eight out of ten. Number four is Captain Marvel, which I gave eight out of ten. Number five is Captain America, first Avenger that I gave seven out of ten. Six is Thor, that I gave seven out of ten. And underneath that, at number seven is Thor Dark World that I gave seven out of ten. Eight is Hulk that I gave six out of ten. Okay. You want me to tell you what I yeah, give? Yeah, I do. Iron Man 3, I'd give it eight out of ten. Okay, but explain. I think I kind of covered it early on. I liked that we see Tony Stark stripped back. Every time we've seen him before, he's making jokes and everyone thinks he's impervious. It's nice to touch upon and not throw away and lose a really good story arc. The impact of what he saw in Avengers Assemble has really caused him to shift his mindset and shape what we see in the future. This has been his turning point. I thought it added value to his character. And it was darker, which I'm happy with. I don't think things need to be dark for the sake of making them dark. It still had the humour, it still had the action, it still brought in characters that people are familiar with from the um, comics. For those reasons, I've given it an 8. And where is it going to slot? Because you've given Iron Man 2 and Captain Marvel 8 out of 10, so where is it going? It's going to go between Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, Oh, so it's going number 3 in your list. Yeah. Wow. That's high. Although Iron Man 2 was good, the villains in it weren't as strong as the ones in here. Mm. Whiplash only had the power of the arc reactor. Mm. The extremist virus created a villain that was really hard. I also like the fact that he'd been building all these suits. Mm. It wasn't a case of it was just him on his own because you could argue, well, they get battered. He didn't. He had 40-odd suits of armour and then also brought in the power of Pepper. I quite like that dynamic. Yeah, I can find Pepper being overpowering sometimes. Put too much of it in your food. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Right, who wants to go next? You go next. Okay. My existing list is Avengers Assemble, 10 out of 10, because that's the score that should have been given by everyone. Iron Man, 9 out of 10. Captain America First Avenger, 8 out of 10. Thor, 8 out of 10. Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10. Captain Marvel, 7. Thor, The Dark World, 6. And Hulk got 4, because it was shit. I'm struggling here, because I can't decide whether to give it a 7 or an 8. I really enjoyed this film, but I didn't like the baddies as much as... I think you did. I actually liked the more rawness exploration of Tony as opposed to the baddie bit. You could have actually swerved the baddie bit entirely and I'd have been quite happy. So I think because it's got... God. Commit, Pollard. I know, I know. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 and I'm going to put it above Iron Man 2. I think Latham has persuaded me there that that is the right place to put it. So it goes in at number 5 on my list. It's above Iron Man 2, Captain Marvel, Thor Dark World and Hulk, but below Thor, Captain America, Iron Man and Avengers Assemble. Are you ready? It's, it's Flip Flop Alley. Oh, yes. I mean, whilst I've been talking, your notes have been updating. Have you changed Avengers Assemble's score? No. Have you not? No, I haven't. I'm sure That's I always saw the been... text change. No, it said Avengers, but I just put Avengers Assemble to be <laughs> accurate. Anyway. Now um... she's been pedantic about the title. <laughs> right. My scoring was Avengers Assemble, 9 out of 10, number one. Wrong. Two, Iron Man, one, 9 out of 10. Iron Man, two, 8 out of 10. Thor, 7 out of 10 at number four. Five, Captain America, 5 out of 10. And then I had... What? You, Captain America, you gave 7 out of seven 10. 7 out of 10, but he was number five in my list. Yeah. 
Yeah. Number six in my list was Thor Dark World, six out of ten. Number seven was Captain Marvel, six out of ten. And number eight was Hulk, one out of ten, which was absolutely deserved. Now, I have carefully thought about oh, yeah, what you flip-flopped, because I saw what score you put this at the beginning. You've changed Says the you. Notes, you were just flip-flopping for half an hour. Let me talk. So, as a result of your very... Persuasive. Persuasive and, you know, knowledgeable information and the, as a result Why are you looking this, at him for that description? <laughs> as a result of today's recording, I'm going to put Iron Man 3 in at number 6 after Captain America and give it a 6 out of 10. The reason I'm giving it a 6 instead of an 8, like you two, is because the things that you loved about the film, I didn't enjoy about the film. I didn't like the fact that it was this dark. I didn't like the fact that it was that serious. I go to a movie and watch movies and particularly have enjoyed Marvel movies because of the comedy and the lightheartedness and the fact that it throws things into the mix that you wouldn't be expecting and I think there was a little bit of that but not to the extent that I've seen so far and so for me this was a bit too dark and too serious I think you could have got the PTSD thing in a different way and not been so serious about it so because <laughs> <laughs> nothing serious about lull. PTSD yeah. <laughs> no offence to anyone of but it was, you want to go and be entertained I feel like I wasn't as entertained because it was too serious and didn't really enjoy it from that perspective have you prorated your score based on the amount of film you actually were awake to watch I did watch the whole thing we rewinded for the part that I missed okay, so I have I'm watched I'm not sure whether you were given a sort of 6 out of 10 for no 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 it was a 6 out of 10 based on the full movie and right, not um, 20 minutes considered of it. no and yeah. considered feedback from you too so yeah okie dokie moving on to the second part of our rating system where we want to rank our top 10 Marvel characters which is already getting increasingly more difficult and somewhat contentious so who only was- for you by the way <laughs> who has a problem with our rankings every single bloody week I know. Yeah. He wants to upset me first. I will go first because there ain't shit changing on my list for based on this film. Other than the fact that Aldrich Killian is coming in at 11, Trevor Slattery is coming in at 12 and Happy Hogan at 13, which obviously doesn't go into my top 10. Everybody else stays the same. I'm not changing read, Iron Man. Read, read out your list. Okay. One, Loki. Two, Black Widow. Three, Iron Man. Four, Thor. Five, Nick Fury. Six, Hulk. Seven, Hawkeye. Eight, Captain America. Ugh. Nine, Coulson. Ten, Thanos. I mean... Uh, I'm still go- I'm not letting the Thanos thing go we've discussed the Thanos thing and that is what it is Thanos hasn't appeared in all but about half a second so far she's that was a, techni- a powerful second doesn't make any difference she's doing it on a technicality because I threw in Rowan the accuser I know but that doesn't make either of you bloody right well it's our show and we can do what we want your show pulling, pulling you up on the 11th <laughs> on the 11th 12th and 13th position so you're saying that Aldrich Gillian is a more favourite character for you than Trevor Slattery and Happy Hogan. I like baddies. I think that, we've established that. And that Happy Hogan out of the three of them is the least favourite, despite the fact that he is absolutely on form in this film. Trevor Slattery for me was more funny. Yeah, but Aldrich Gillian wasn't. Aldrich Gillian doesn't exist. <laughs> Aldrich Gillian. Aldrich Gillian. Gillian. These are fucking fans. Can you believe it? I know it's a heresy. Aldrich Gillian was a very good baddie. Mm. And I'm not moving Iron Man down, even though he was a bit 
shit in this film just because I'm going to just swipe over the fact that, you know, this wasn't my favourite film, but I love him. And I'm not moving Coulson out because I miss him. Can't move the characters unless they're in the film. I know, I'm saying I wouldn't have put Aldrich at number nine because I still think Coulson is a better character than Aldrich Killian. So that's my list. Mm. Lay them. Do you want to go next? No, you go next because you always complain that you go last. (laughs) He does. And you can't do that now, can you? Okay, so my existing previous list was Captain America 1. Woo! Iron Man 2, 3 Loki, 4 Thor... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mouthful. Five Black Widow, six Hawkeye, seven Hulk, as in Hulk 2, not the shit one. Eight Nick Fury, nine was Darcy Lewis, ten Agent Coulson. So, yeah, you'll note that I have only characters who have been in the actual films as proper characters, not the horse shit tomfoolery that you guys apply. I am going to make a change to my list. Mm-hmm. I am moving Happy Hogan into the top ten. He's going in at number nine, bumping Darcy Lewis down to ten and Agent Coulson out of the top 10 because I think Happy's been a great character in all three of the Iron Man movies I think he was a real shining light in this one he was hilarious in those initial opening scenes and he's funny at the end and there is a little bit of a soft spot for Happy you like a happy ending don't you I love a happy ending I'll be a long way off that the way you've gone today outside of my top 10 sort of moving people around outside of the top 10 because I want to kind of keep track of the other characters in case I want to move them up when they're can I just note to the listeners right now that me and Latham's top 10 basically has extended to about 13 or 14 Pollard's list extends beyond 10 to 32 yeah no but I- <laughs> 32 talking about sitting on a fence no it's wow. not no it's not I'm keeping a track of the characters I like the point I'm is- keeping them ranked so as they drop out the top 10 I'm keeping them in the order so that if the next film comes along and they're in there I can go oh actually I know that but the yeah. point is is that you've found a slot for 32 people and me and Latham have not yeah I mean you've literally categorised every, every person yeah, in the MCU that walks into so, the yeah. MCU Tre- for the information Trevor Slattery goes in at 16 <laughs> Rhodey jumps above Pepper Pot because I really like Rhodey in this film I don't think we've actually talked about him as a character no he's some nice comic relief throughout this I think he will have more to do in the future mm. that we don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> are you just guessing yeah there? to guess yeah. <laughs> to guess based on not knowing the future so Latham do you want to run through your top 10 that has been the same for the last two films and I'm going to gamble are there any changes Latham? well I don't, 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 well, don't well, know I would otherwise ordinarily gamble that it's staying the same do you want me to read just the top 10 or the fact that I've got 14 yeah you could go through the 14 okay so number 1 is Iron Man number 2 is Loki but cheeky number 3 is Talos number 4 is Red Skull 5 is Bucky Barnes 6 is Captain America 7 Agent Peggy Carter 8 is Ronan the Accuser number 9 is Abomination number 10 <sighs> is Thunderbolt Ross <sighs> fucking brilliant list like being, that like it's a ridiculous <laughs> list number 11 is Whiplash number 12 is Pepper Potts Nick Fury is number 13 and Happy Hogan is 14 now I have a couple of additions to this <laughs> why was there a paper by who drove by in one Steve. scene for the briefest of seconds is big, he going at number Steve. 2 I'm going to remove I mean you can't you can only put someone in and that bumps everyone automatically okay put in at number 5 Aldrich Killian oh fuck off so above Bucky Barnes yeah put in a number Number six, the Mandarin. <laughs> and then he said the Mandalorian. Yeah, but you can't then. do the Mandarin. Who, who, which Mandarin? Hang on a minute. Because we haven't established who the Mandarin is. Because at this junction, isn't Aldrich Killian? Wasn't the Mandarin in this the film? The Mandarin. Wasn't the Mandarin in this film? Yeah, but he wasn't the Mandarin because it turns out Trevor Slattery wasn't the Mandarin. Aldrich says, I'm the Mandarin. I'm going to. And you've already got Aldrich in your list, so you can't have Aldrich in twice. Can we put Trevor Slattery in as No, because the... he's the actor playing the Mandarin. So who's the, the Mandarin? He's not. He... 
know. It's my top ten. No, you can't do that. I know what you're trying to do, and you can't do that. Oh my god! Oh my god! You can't create a rule and then change the rule because it doesn't meet your fucking narrative. He's not at this juncture. At this juncture, he's not the Mandarin in this film until you knew. Yeah, but you Kilian. don't, so you can't do it. It's a spoiler. Oh my god! In Iron Man three, we have two people who claim to be the Mandarin: Trevor Slattery, who we've established isn't in your top ten, and Aldrich Killian, who you've put, put in, in at, at number, number five. five. There is no third option. But he was the Mandarin, there, wasn't he? Yeah, but you he can't have him twice. So you can either have the Mandarin in or Aldrich Killian. You can't have both because they are essentially one and the same at this point in the what, Marvel go Universe. To the, the end credit, what's Eldrick Killian down as? I don't know. If he's down as Eldrick Killian, he's not the Mandarin. Yeah, but there is no Mandarin. Does it say Tony Slattery, Terry Slattery, yeah. Travis Slattery? Yeah. One of them. So there, so there is no Mandarin. So, so at this juncture, it. you can't have him because he hasn't yet appeared. I think you'll give me far too much credit okay. for thinking ahead of time. Take him out. <laughs> That, that's well, no, fair. He's Aldrich, not in the. He's, he's not in the Aldrich film. Aldrich Killian's in the film though, and then we're going to have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's staying the same. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm removing your new six. Bucky goes back to six. What? Bucky was. What, so what you've got that? Iron Man, Loki, Talos, Red Skull, Aldrich Killian, yes. Bucky Barnes, Captain America, Agent Carter, Ronan the Accuser, and Abomination is your top ten. Okay, and I'm going to throw in. <laughs> Don't upset me again. I can't take it twice. Go on. Oh my god. Do it. He is. He's going to do something absolutely lathom. <laughs> You've messed me up a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to put in Trevor Slattery, <laughs> aka Mandarin, <laughs> instead of Captain America. So at number seven. Six. I was thinking moving it down. Is he above Bucky Barnes or below, below. below Bucky Barnes? Yeah. Got it. Okay. I mean, at least Trevor Slattery has been in the film, which is more than can be said for Abomination and um, albeit he was, he, he was in the film, barely Ron and the Accuser. Right. The only thing you can get me on is Ron and the Accuser, and technically. I mean, Abomination was in the Hulk. And let me pull you back to your original criteria for your top ten, which was being the biggest badasses on the planet who would win any fight. Where's Trevor Slattery fitting into? that criteria the same way as Talos for the absolute humour but also from the psychological point of view in the point of the movie you didn't know he wasn't an actor you know he's an actor now when you thought he was a terrorist you shut yourself you'll never see me coming bravo very nice I am surprised that Red Skull is still as high as he is though yep Interesting. I mean, that is the general response from people. Who I know Latham that, that as, don't understand Latham logic. Yeah. Every time I feel like I'm going to get Latham logic, you just throw a bomb in there, and then Latham logic just—it's a logic bomb. But that was the Mandarin. Yeah, I it, threw a fruit in. Got it. It'll all make sense. Mark's given me far too much credit for thinking it's a tactical thing. It's not. It's because at the point of watching the film, although he didn't get mentioned as the Mandarin, you thought he was the Mandarin. But bravo on keeping Bucky Barnes so high but in Aldrich your Killian list. Aldrich is a character that's nothing to do with being a Mandarin. That's what MCU. That's not comics. I mean, bravo on just continually upsetting me because that's what makes this the most exciting part of the show for me. Your because heckles. I'm sitting here on tender hooks, my nerves are shot, waiting for what wonderments you two are going to lob into the mix that I'm going to have to challenge vehemently, as I'm sure are our listeners. And you never fail to deliver, as far as I'm concerned. Happy to help. I yeah. love your list. If we were going to have a big, huge fight, your list probably every would time we. 
agree. I mean, we'll, well have we're going to we'll, go When in. we've got our final top tens, we could have this debate some more. I insist mine is badass. Well, I think what we should do at the end is we should do a kind of top trumps type thing okay. and see who would waste each other. Yeah. So far, you know, you've got Happy Hogan. I've got Captain America, mm. Iron Man, Loki, Thor. I mean, we're talking big hitters, Hulk. Go yeah. on, Happy and That's, Darcy. Yeah. Happy and Darcy, yeah. Well, That's, yeah, no, but they're not necessarily going to stay there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, without putting too fine a point on, we've got another 20 movies. The chances are they probably aren't going to be in the top 10 come the end of Look, what I will list. say is mine and your list are probably a little bit more emotionally got... sensitive as opposed to Latham's emotional senselessness. No, no, but we've still got Doctor Strange to come in, Black Panther to come in, Ant-Man to come in. There's still Spider-Man to come yeah. in. There are some massive Guardians, big hitter. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly. The chances of Happy Hogan and Darcy Lewis still being in my top 10 at that point They'll is... still be in your 32, though, won't they? They'll... <laughs> I'll have 52 by yeah, then. <laughs> See, right now, three of yours will be wasted immediately by just a paper cut. <laughs> True you, might have a, you might have a top 10 but it's really a top 5 <laughs> the rest of mine was they'll pound your top 5 Darcy what's she going to do work out what pie she'll scythe you down with witty bants mm. and sarcasm yeah I think the abomination would just spark her right out and then Nick Fury just poke his other eye out done <laughs> okay <laughs> well things. if you agree or disagree with any of us let us know let us know on the socials Instagram Facebook and Twitter at the two marks email us the two marks at the podstation.co.uk go and check out all of our shows we're on the podstation.co.uk go to the two marks tab we're on all major podcast platforms so it's dead easy to find all of our shows yeah go and listen to them listen to all the marvel rewatches which one are we doing next it's captain america isn't it winter soldier mm. yeah very excited Ooh, about this aren't you yeah Bollard. big hitters so yes thank you for listening tune in next episode excelsior Social at the two marks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check them out on YouTube.